The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, before we talk to Roe McDermott and Brian Lloyd about the best movies to watch on TV at Christmas, we want to welcome to the programme a previous guest. Uh, congratulations are in order because his movie on Colleen Kuhn is now on the shortlist for the best international film at the upcoming uh, Oscars. Uh, Colin Barade, congratulations. How do you feel about that? Uh, thanks very much, Matt. Yeah, I feel... Pretty, pretty great to be honest. It's, um, yeah, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary thing. It's the first time an Irish language film has ever gotten this far in the, in terms of the Oscars. So we're particularly proud of that. Myself and my wife, Keon and Cruley, who's the producer of the film, and we're, you know, we're both Irish speakers and like raising our own kids here in Dublin through Irish. So it's, uh, it's just a thing that um that we're at this point. Yeah, you're, there's 15 titles and five will get to the final shortlist on the 24th of January and hopefully you'll be amongst that five. But even if you're not, it's still an extraordinary achievement to get to the uh, 15 so far. But the last time I was speaking to you, the movie had just come out. It was getting rave reviews. Um, and then since then, what sort of reaction have you been getting and how well watched has it been? I mean, have people turned up in numbers to see it? Yeah, I mean it's um it crossed uh 1 million euro at the Irish UK box office uh which is pretty extraordinary like for you know for any any kind of low budget film regardless of 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 language it's in um it's that's a kind of remarkable return so yeah people just seem to really embrace this uh in Ireland and the UK and it's also been released in um Australia and New Zealand and it's done done really well there as well. And then it'll be released in many, many other territories now in the world uh, early next year, um, starting with the US in February. So, yeah, it's like it's it's really, you know, it's really kind of, it's really been, people have really taken the film into their hearts, I think, you know, it's, you can... And is you, this going to open up doors for you, do you think, for your career to do other projects? Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, like already there's been a lot of projects kind of, center uh we've also got some feature films of our own that we're developing now also so yeah people seem to be interested in in what we're going to do next so we're um and will they be irish language projects uh the very next one that we're working on now is actually english language but we'd certainly be open to doing more irish language uh films down the line you know there's been a huge kind of renaissance obviously in terms of irish language cinema in the last few years and we've just been you know delighted to be part of that that wave of, of Irish language cinema that's emerged and that's been producing some of the most interesting films in, in this country, I think, in the last few years. Congratulations. We hope we'll have further good news on the 24th of January and that you make the final five and you get your trip to Los Angeles to the Oscars as well. Colin Barade, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, the director of Uncolleen Cuan. OK, Brian Lloyd from Entertainment.ie and Roe McDermott, movies editor of Hot Press, are with us to talk about the best movies to watch at Christmas. And... Uh, Brian, you've got one that starts in about half an hour's time yeah. for us to start off it. And let's hear a clip from The Adams Family. But if he's not Uncle Fester, then who is he? Somebody else. It has to warm up. Why? So it can kill you. I knew that. Children, what are you doing? I'm going to electrocute him. But we're late for the charity auction. But, Mother... I said no. 
please? Oh, all right. Well, Wednesday has been such a big hit on Netflix, I thought I may as well pop this in. Yeah, this is a five past seven on film four, uh, The Adams Family. Um, incredible, uh, brilliant cast. Angelica Houston, who you heard there, Raul, the great late late great Raul Julia as Gomez Adams, uh, Christina Ricci there as Wednesday Adams, Christopher Lloyd as Fester Adams. Um, I absolutely love this. It's a family film, but completely subversive, completely weird, just absolutely. And yeah, like a nice kind of You're looking on approvingly raw, are you? I'm obsessed with the Adam family. Always yeah. have been. But what I love about it is that they're this goth weirdo family and they're meant to be kind of anti-suburban. But if you think of when this was released and the amount of sitcoms that were out, they were basically all centred on men hating their wives and that was the big running joke. And here was a weirdo goth family and they're the most loving family with a couple who absolutely adore and worship each other, except they're goth weirdos is my favourite thing. Okay, you've got a choice from tonight as well in Channel 4, Wild Rose. Yeah, starring Jessie Buckley, who's had such an incredible year and is going to be in Women Talking in the New Year, which is also incredible. But she plays this Glaswegian singer, Rose Lynn Harlan, who has been incarcerated, has had some trouble, has two young kids that she keeps leaving with her uh, mother, Julie Walters, and they have a kind of tetchy, difficult relationship. But she has this big idealistic dream of becoming, becoming a country music star in Glasgow, which is kind of interesting. And she starts working as a cleaning lady for this posh uh, boss Susanna and who really invests in her but because she's been so damaged by life she's a mix of cynical and gritty and doesn't trust people to support her but really wants to do this and Jessie Buckley is so beautiful in it just captures the complexity of these characters and then she has this incredible voice so anytime she belts out this big country tune it's just so magic to watch it's gorgeous Okay you've got a choice from tomorrow night on TG Cahar Django Unchained. Yeah, at half nine, yeah. This is Quentin Tarantino Spaghetti Western with Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz playing these two bounty hunters who set off across America to uh, track down Django's... um Love interest, played by Kerry Washington. They end up in this place called Candyland that's run by Leonardo DiCaprio, who's this just this awful, terrible human being, slave owner, completely irredeemable in every way, shape and form. And I have to admit, I didn't think Leonardo DiCaprio, when I remember seeing this for the first time, I didn't think Leonardo DiCaprio would commit to it in the way that he did. He is just absolutely reprehensible in this. And it's so enjoyable. It is goes a bit over the top. It is, you know, three hours long there thereabouts but I mean it's just such a crack and watch and you know the way that TG Carr always do the westerns on Friday this is just absolutely worth the watch Okay you've given us such a long list I don't think we're going to get through everything so excuse me if I jump mm-hmm. on a little bit beyond what you've recommended Ro I know you have BBC One on Saturday The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse but we actually spoke about that in TV right. and streaming yep. the other night I'm a bit surprised to see you recommending Four Weddings and a Funeral I have a lot of affection for Four Weddings and a Funeral I have to say this came out and it's it's the start of Hugh Grant and his kind of stuttering romantic lead era and I think the cast is just so phenomenal it has Andy McDowell as Hugh uh, Hugh Grant's American love interest but it also has people like Simon Callow and John Hanna as this gorgeous gay couple and there's such beautiful scenes between them which was quite big at the time to have a gay couple and to celebrate them in the way that they did Kristen Scott Thomas as kind of the spiky older sister figure of the group uh, who was so beautiful in it but I think there's something really warm and pleasant about this collection of 30-somethings looking at everybody getting married panicking going should I do this should I go back to my ex even though we didn't get on because this is a milestone to hit and I think it's just really relatable and really pleasant And we have a clip from it in which the best man Charles toasts his friend at a wedding played of course by Hugh Grant (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to drag you from your delicious desserts. Uh, there are just one or two little things I feel I should say as best man. This is only the, the second time I've, I've ever been a best man. I, I hope I did the job all right that time. The couple in question are at least still talking to me. <laughs> uh, I'm, unfortunately, they're, they're not actually... Um, talking to each other, that the, the divorce came through a couple of months ago. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it had absolutely nothing to do with me. Apparently, Paula knew that Piers had slept with her younger sister before I mentioned it in his speech. <laughs> the, the fact that he slept with her mother came as a surprise, but um, I think was incidental to the nightmare of recrimination and... Um, violence that became their two-day marriage. Anyway, enough of that. Um, my job today is to talk about Angus, and uh, there are no skeletons in his cupboard. Or so I thought. <laughs> I'll, I'll come on to that in a minute. I, I would just like to say this. Um, I am, as ever, in uh, bewildered awe of anyone who makes this kind of commitment that Angus and Laura have made today. I know I couldn't do it, and uh, I think it's wonderful they can. Four weddings and a funeral. I see for Christmas Eve, uh, Brian, you've mm. got BBC Two, North by Northwest, as yeah. a lunchtime movie. Yeah, on at uh, 20 to 2. This is, of course, you know, the classic from Alfred Hitchcock, uh, Cary Grant, in there as the uh, unwitting spy. Uh, Eva Maria Sane, James Mason is in there as well. If you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, it is one of those films, I think, that even though, I mean, I I do kind of tend to think a lot of like films from the 60s back are kind of intentionally overpraised by people in my profession when, you know, some of them may not necessarily deserve it. But in the case of North by Northwest, I think this is an absolute cracker. So enjoyable, so funny. Um, kind of parodies, kind of spy thrillers and all the rest of it, which again is kind of a bit unusual for that time period. They were still kind of in their in their zenith, if you know what I mean, whereas Hitchcock kind of saw how ridiculous it all was and poked fun at it. But yeah, definitely worth a watch. Okay, you... Row have four movies for us on Christmas Day. You've got Shrek, you've got Aladdin, you've got, or sorry, it's three, and some like it hot. I'm going to ask you to pick one. If you were to watch one movie on Christmas Day, which of those three would it be? Okay, if you have to pick one, go with some like it hot because I think there's been so much controversy about the recent film about Marilyn Monroe and people really saying, I, I thought it was, I thought it was too long. I didn't like the approach. I didn't how, like how long an exploitative it was. I thought as an examination of exploitation, I thought there were some interesting points in it. But I think everybody is kind of having these conversations about we want to remember Marilyn with joy and how fun she was to watch on screen. So this is such a classic movie to revisit. Of course, it's about after witnessing a mob hit in Chicago, these two male jazz musicians put on some drag and they hide out with an all girl band to evade the gangsters pursuing them. And then both of them become very attracted to the beautiful lead singer and one of them catches the eye of a smitten millionaire who thinks that they're a delightful lady. So it's very silly. It's very of its time. Of course, politically mind stand up. But Marilyn Monroe is so gorgeous and charismatic in it. So I think if uh, the recent movie upset you, if you want to celebrate her at the height of her charisma and fun and bubbliness, this is a lovely thing to watch. Your Christmas Day movie choices, Brian, are When Harry Met Sally, mm. but Miracle on 34th Street. So just before you tell us why you've picked that, let's hear a clip from the 1947 movie. And this is Natalie Wood and Edmund Gwen in this. That's what I want for Christmas. You mean a doll's house like this? No, a real house. If you're really Santa Claus, you can get it for me. 
And if you can't, you're only a nice man with a white beard, like Mother said. Now, wait a minute, Susie. Just because every child can't get his wish, that doesn't mean there isn't a Santa Claus. That's what I thought you'd say. No, but don't you see, dear? Some children wish for things they couldn't possibly use, like real locomotives or B-29s. But this isn't like a locomotive or a B-29. It's awful big for a little girl like you. What could you possibly do with a house like this? Live in it with my mother. But you've got this lovely apartment. I don't think it's lovely. I want a backyard with a great big tree to put a swing on it. I guess you can't get it, huh? I didn't say that. It's a tall order, but I'll do my best. May I keep this picture? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good night, sir. Are you tearing up? I actually am tearing up, yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna, I actually am tearing up, yeah. No, I mean, I think, look, I mean, I think there's very few times in the year that you can actually watch sentimental, I actually really am tearing up, I'm not even kidding. Um, Yeah, I think there's only so many times in the year you can watch sentimental films like this, and this is one of them. And I actually think it's interesting as well, we were kind of talking about this off air, a lot of the films that have been picked, I think, by a lot of the controllers this year, they're very sentimental films, Mm. like you've got like this, you have Raiders of the Lost Ark, North by Northwest, Four Winds and a Funeral. It's very tapping into nostalgia. Yeah. This year, very traditional. Yeah. We've seen these a million times, but let's go back to something yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Could it be also that's all that the conventional TV channels can afford? As that against too, the yeah, for sure. Okay, I don't want to be cynical at this time of year. We will be back with more choices and we look to some of the streaming choices as well with Ro McDermott and Brian Lloyd after we've had the traffic with Neve O'Reilly. Brian Lloyd and Ro McDermott are with us going through the best movies on TV. We've got up to Christmas, but I'm actually going to divert into streaming. Um, some things which are immediately available, some not as yet. Uh, one that's going to be available from Christmas Day is Matilda the Musical, which I think has been in cinemas recently, Ro, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has, yeah. And this stars uh, Knock Line native Alicia Weir, uh, who was, I think, nine when they started filming this. And this is actually based on Tim Minchin's stage musical, which was really successful. I saw it twice. It was absolutely adorable. So in case anyone has been living under a rock for the past five decades or so, this is based on Roald Dahl's book about this free-spirited bookish little girl with a precocious interest in Bronte and Dostoevsky who suddenly just starts discovering that as well as being a little prodigy and genius she might have some kind of supernatural telekinetic powers but she has these horrible parents in this play by Andrew Riseborough and Stephen Graham who are really really funny um, and they're kind of like Harry Potter's the Dursleys like they really don't believe in her they shove her in school very belatedly where she finally meets one teacher who was wonderful called Miss Honey who is played by Lashana Lynch and then the evil really outrageous horrible hates children principal Miss Trunchbull who's always traditionally played by a man in the musicals here is played by Emma Thompson who is chewing the scenery like absolutely nobody's business um, I think it's really hard to capture the magic of a stage musical and I loved it so much but it's really fun they keep the songs from the musical and they they bring in a new one Alicia Weir for such a young actress she's so commanding is in every scene carries the film Emma Thompson is really good fun I think for particularly for younger kids who haven't seen the Mara Wilson version with Danny DeVito which was glorious uh, this is a really nice new iteration with uh, the songs bringing an extra little bit of magic let's hear a clip of the song Revolting Times
Tilda the Musical on Netflix from Christmas Day. Now, Brian. Yeah. Um, you're a big fan of Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, aren't I you? Which is on Met. Fixed on this weekend. Yeah, that's right. I absolutely love this. And that's the follow-up to Knives Out. Knives Out, Knives Out Knives which Out. is also, I think, available on Netflix. Yeah, it? that'll be on Netflix the same day as well. Yeah, okay. the two of them are going to be there on the same day. But again, you don't have to have watched Knives Out to enjoy Glass Onion. You can literally just drop into Glass Onion and enjoy it. Uh, Daniel Craig uh, plays this private investigator called Benoit Blanc. He is... Uh, uh, I guess brought to this uh, Greek island under mysterious circumstances a murder mystery game is about to play Edward Norton plays this Elon Musk type dickhead sorry <laughs> I okay. said I said that and I didn't I I, I thought it and I, I'm sorry okay. it's a Pavlovian response when you hear the words yeah. Elon Musk yeah. it just happens sorry 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 it's so anyway right. I'm okay. very tired um, yeah so Elon Musk you'd be kicked off Twitter but apart from that uh, that's Brad, fine listen it's fine it was, it's going downhill anyway um, but yeah he plays this Elon Musk type that um, gets wrapped up in this murder mystery but then an actual murder takes place and then uh, Benoit Blanc has to try solve it. Um, it's really, really good. I'm fun. watching that yeah. on your recommendation, definitely. So I'll hold you to that. I see Banshees of Inisherin is actually on Disney Plus now. Yeah, that's it's such a gorgeous movie. I have been encouraging all the men in my life to watch it with their best friends so they can just hug at the end because it's so <laughs> beautiful. Uh, we've talked about it several times on the show, but just such a gorgeous story starring Brendan Gleeson and Kyle, Colin Farrell living on this tiny island as the civil war is raging on the mainland who have a falling out and really struggle to cope with it. But so do the community on this tiny island. And it shows how important friendship is. The reasons why this friendship fall apart are really interesting. It's um, Brendan Gleeson playing this musician who becomes really aware of his own mortality and wants to commit to his music and his art and leave a legacy behind. He doesn't think he has time to be wasting time chatting down the pub. Um, so these ideas of legacy are through it. But Colin Farrell's performance in particular is so beautiful. I want his eyebrows to get an Oscar on their own. He's so expressive and gorgeous. I think it's the, the performance of his career. And one of Martin McDonough's best. It's so paired back. It is really funny throughout, but beautiful. If you have Disney Plus, I recommend it. I started watching the other night. I was on my own at home mm. and about five minutes in, I stopped because I said I'd wait till some night that aliens are to watch it with me because I really like to start to see how they run. Yes, this is a, and again, this is another murder mystery kind of thing in the same vein as Glass Onion. Sir Sharon and Sam Rockwell play these two cops in 50s London. Uh, they're called to investigate a murder that happens during the production of Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap. Plays with the form very, very well. Very, very funny. Great uh, ensemble cast. I absolutely love this. Did not understand why it didn't do better in cinemas. Kind of came and went, but fantastic. Sir Sharon as well. What a comedic talent in this. Like, she is just firing on all cylinders in this. Sam Rockwell, I mean, if you've seen Galaxy Quest, if you've seen any of his comedy films, you know he's in familiar territory here. But Sir Sharon really does take and run with this. Uh, no pun intended. Um, hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of murder mysteries, you're going to enjoy this. Okay, of the other movies we didn't get to roll, what would you pick out as a highlight of recommending? Uh, I'm go- I have said this all fair. I watch Meet Me in St. Louis every single Christmas. This 1944 film starring Judy Garland. It's about a family who their parent, their father gets a new job and decides to uproot them and move them to New York. And it's their final days in St. Louis. And they're really mourning the final Christmas that they're going to have there. It's such a classic film. It's so sentimental and beautiful. It's filled with songs like the Trolley Song and Skip to Malou. But it also has the original 
performance of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And what it does so beautifully is it really embodies the lyrics of that song because we often play it now we're like, oh, it's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's all fun and games. But it's not. It's so tragic. And it's this idea of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas now because we're leaving everyone we love behind. And it's so beautiful. And like the visuals are stunning. The costumes are amazing. And it's one of those that, you know, Brian's weepy one is Miracle on 34th Street. This will make me cry Thanks. every this single time. 10 a.m. on New Year's Day on TG Carr. Well, Who's going to be awake yeah, at 10 a.m. to watch Good that? Luck. Good <laughs> luck. Record. <laughs> Have you one more for us, Brian? Yeah, I'll go for uh, on Christmas Day uh, at a bit more of a, uh, I suppose, a bit more of a better time uh, mm. on Channel 4 at 20 to t- or, sorry, 10 to 2, uh, Bridge in a River Kwai. Christmas classic. Oh, it's yeah. a Christmas Day classic for you. No, well, it's a Christmas time classic. Okay. I, because I never get the chance to watch big long films like this. I unless I'm watching it for work or something. Oh, sorry, that's on New Year's Day. Sorry, sorry New Year's Day. Day. Yeah, not say, Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. New Year's Day. Yeah, but yeah, it is a Christmas time classic. Yeah, because I don't get the, a chance to watch big long films like this unless it's at Christmas. But yeah, Bridge on the River Kwai, Alec Guinness. I actually started watching it one day when I had COVID during the summer. I got through about an hour of it, and then I was too weak, and I must go back and finish it. Do I mean? Have you never seen it? <laughs> I saw it 30 years ago. I know, it's, it's, honestly, it's so More. good. It's so, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. Get a, get yourself a big box of celebration and just sit and watch it. It's great. It all really right, listen, great. thank you to both of you for all your contributions throughout the year. It's been great having you and we look forward to seeing you throughout 2023 as well. Brian Lloyd from Entertainment.e, Roe McDermott, movie editor with Hot Press magazine. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.